Hello, beautiful souls. We bring you conscious content filled with empowering information. Designed to align you with the fulfilling freedom of activated awareness. I am Rachel Alcyon. And I am Daniel Alcyon. Welcome Welcome to to the the Ecstatic Existence Podcast. Hey, everybody. We are joining in an exciting live interview right now. So... I'm Daniel Alcian. And I'm Rachel Alcian. And we're here with our fantastic friend, Gudni Gunnarsson. And this is the Ecstatic Existence Podcast. Every single week, we bring you leaders in health, wellness, and spirituality from around the world. And this is one of our very first live video experiences. So if you're listening in the audio version, there will be links in the liner notes of the show for where you can see the video. Uh, we've had Goodney on the show before, and it was a really wonderful episode. It continues to be one of our most popular. Yeah, it was just over a year ago that we were here in Iceland and got to interview him live. And the focus of that topic was the Presence is Power book that Goodney has written, is the author of. This is the seven-step workbook that is the companion to that. Um, so today, we're here to talk about something very interesting. We're here to talk about... What is the real definition of responsibility? We are. We, um, responsibility means the ability to respond. And the only way to be completely responsible is wanting yourself. Now, it sounds a bit peculiar to watch yourself. But if you don't watch yourself, you're resisting yourself, you're rejecting yourself, you're abandoning yourself. And, and you keep creating a story to justify your own personal view towards you then that view becomes reflected because you keep promoting your own self-image. So the way you view yourself is the brand or the trademark that you give yourself, and then that's what you broadcast into the field and market to others. So it's almost like whether you argue for your limitations or your greatness, you have to prove your case. So how we view ourselves becomes the, the, the foundation of that presentation into the field, how we interact with other people, and how we subject them to the to our own personal view of ourselves. Well, and I love the idea of wanting yourself because that's so mm. much different than, well, it's not hugely different, but, um, you know, it's a, a different take on the idea of self-love or even self-care, which are really popular right now, um, because the word love is kind of uh, ambiguous and means so many different things to so many different people. And, and Daniel and I have talked about this before that like, you know, you love your new pair of shoes and you love your kids and, you know, you love your spouse and you love these mountains, but, um, to really want yourself, there's a huge power in that. There is. And it's a good, you know, the way to, and sort of to start the conversation because wanting yourself actually means loving yourself. Yes. So love is a very interesting concept, like you just said. Love means light. It means awareness. It means compassion. But it primarily means the essence radiating from your soul, the light in the field, the source. So to truly love means that you love yourself and at the same time, you love everyone else and you can allow them to be the way they are. So there's no judgment, there's no discrepancy. But if you have judgment towards yourself, that will be reflected towards others. Because right. the only thing you see in other people is what you experience in yourself. So again, wanting yourself is the primary task for all of us as human beings. Wanting to be where we are, who we are, 
and how we have made ourselves because we consciously or unconsciously have made ourselves the way we are now. And that's one of the most important messages that a child can receive. In all my years of therapy, it was like so important to have it deeply ingrained, like you are wanted as a, as a parent to say to the child, like, I want you, you know, a lot of children have been told that they were an accident or that maybe they even weren't wanted through various, you know, uh, forms of reflection back to them. And so I think how powerful to say that to the self, like, I want you, I want you so much that I'm going to feed you and nourish you and take care of you and take a stand for you and educate you, you know, mm. just have that be well, let's think, said to think, the self. Think of it from another standpoint. Yes, please. If you don't want yourself, what does it take for you to want yourself? Because most of us are holding ourselves hostage to not wanting ourselves, and but we're not willing to stipulate what it's going to take. Or what does it even look like? Could you give some examples of how people behave when they don't want themselves? Well, they reject themselves. They what they consume is is uh, defined and chosen to nourish scarcity or feed scarcity mm. versus nourishing love. So the dialogue, the people you attract into your life, because you have to prove your own self-image to be right all the time. So the way you view yourself or self becomes your sort of propaganda. So really the belief system, because all of us as egos want to prove ourselves right. So I personally have never met a person that's not right because everybody has a right to their story. Right. But the we're point, all right. Well, we're all right all the time. <laughs> so and so so here's another interesting thing for you. I, I and for just for the sake of dialogue, I have never made a mistake in my life. Never ever, and I never will make a mistake. There's no such thing. There's no such thing. I've done what I've done, and I've created what we call cause and effect. There's been a cause and there's been an effect. And if I would have done anything different in my life, I wouldn't be sitting here. Right. So if I want myself, all of a sudden, all of that goes away. I'm not rejecting myself in the moment. And for most of us, and I'm not, I'm not making this lightly, take saying these things lightly. I understand that it's a challenge. And for a lot of my clients, they all of a sudden they get that if they want themselves, everything changes. But getting it and living it are two different things. Right. So because we're so attached to the when disease, to the promise of the carrot, when I catch it, when I achieve and when I become good enough, I will want myself. But it doesn't work that way. If you don't start working on, working on wanting yourself now, you will never be able to enjoy yourself then. And you know, that interesting, that when disease that you speak of, of like, when I get this, when I fill in the blank here, when I get this car, when I, et cetera, et cetera, I'll finally be happy with myself. You're instantly building in the fact that you're not good enough anymore. Absolutely, absolutely. You're not good enough because maybe absolutely. when you get that goal, yes. you'll finally be good enough. Absolutely. But then by the time there, there's a new goal on the horizon. Absolutely. It just has moved even further. Well, it doesn't necessarily have to move, but it has to be more enticing. Mm -hmm. So it has to be bigger, more bright. It has to be a different, shinier, shiny, another promise. So again, talking to wanting, wanting means willing. So, you know, I tell the story about I love, I love watches, timepieces. And I, I, I used to call it my favorite distraction. I would go and look online, I would go to the store, and I kept wanting a watch. But I didn't purchase one. And do you know why? Hmm. Because... I didn't will it. I didn't really want it. I was longing for it. And longing for something and wanting something are two different things. So wanting means to take action. And, and longing for something just means to desire and hope. And some people love being in that place. Absolutely. Sometimes that's, that's enough pretty fun. Of just like, 
I mean, it's that's like, like what Pinterest is, right? It's like all, just gathering all these images of things that, that feel the longing. Well, that give you an ability to be distracted and to <laughs> think about how you are going yes. to be when you are present. And that's even that, like, you know, people being in love with being in love. Yes. Right? They're in love with the idea of being in love, and that just kind of forever chases itself. Well, speaking of being in love, it's like I say to people that, that I see, I say to them, so you don't watch yourself, you don't love yourself, but you're going out there to find right. somebody to take care of the dirty work? Yes. Yeah. And if you don't love yourself or want yourself, how can you ever expect anybody else to have that feeling for you? Well, it's based on the same theory that, that when and that you can find somebody that totally understands you and will appreciate who you are, but it's impossible because you don't. So... It really is an illusion, and, 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 and I think we should be fair because the illusion is created and sustained by ourselves, and it's a marketing ploy. So what we do is we create these marketing ploys that stipulate that you're not enough because otherwise we can't sell you anything. Right. So, so the point is that you're broken, I'm broken, and somebody else has a solution, and if I have some cash, I can buy the solution. And it doesn't really matter whether it's in the health food field or whether it's it doesn't really matter where it is. Most of the time, a call to action is fear-based, motivated. You're not good enough. Yes. Right? And we're all doing it. One of the things that, that we could change, could is, a, is an interesting term, is we are consumers. We're the most powerful entity on the planet. And we can choose what corporations and what products are being sold. Yes. Absolutely. It's one of our biggest yes. powers. We Every single product you purchase, every single investment or purchase you make, you're voting with your dollars. Yes. You are you are actively voting on what you support and what you don't support by your purchasing power. So that's one of the strongest things we even have as consumers because we're getting all this stuff um, shown to us whether we like it or not. The advertising really like inundates you if you allow it to. Yes. And a lot of that is based, like you say, on fear and on the comparison game. Well, let's talk about the fear, because when you're fear-based, you're reactive, impulsive, compulsive. But when you're present and you watch yourself, you're responsible. Mm. And you make those choices in the moment, and that's why you're present and powerful. Reaction is what fear is, is, is marketing to. So if they can bring up your fear, your levels of insecurity, then you're going to react and purchase. So, but we're all in this together. Oh, so and it's so enticing. It is I enticing. have to be really present, you know, even like at the checkout line. I'm like, they even call them impulse buys. Of course. Right? Of like, course. here's the impulse aisle for people to just, oh, the last, the final little thing. I've got to get it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if, if I yeah. just get this one more thing, I'll be fine. <laughs> absolutely. No, so I'm not making light of it. I'm just saying that we have the ability to take our power by being responsible. Yes. And the only way to be responsible is to watch yourself. Because if you don't watch yourself, you're not present, you're absent. So when you say this responsibility, we're talking about, you know, breaking down the word responsibility. Is it a responsibility not only to ourselves, but also to the greater field, the greater collective good for each one of us to want ourselves? Well, it's the same thing because you are the field. And the moment you watch yourself, you actually have your own line. Your, 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 your power is restored because you can only be responsible for your language, for your thoughts, for your breath, for your nourishing, for your purchases. You can only be responsible for how you're devoting your energy, how you invest your energy into the field. But the moment you do that, you and the field are the same. If you don't want yourself, you're separate. If you want yourself, you're unified. Wanting yourself means loving yourself, meaning that you are in your heart and no longer in your head. So the moment you watch yourself, you have become present and powerful and able. 
versus disabled and, and compulsive. And this so, is really bringing that able word into the response. Able. You have, you are, yeah. you have ability. You are able to respond. Ability. No, it's, it's, it's what it means. It means that you have, you have received the power that, that, that you have been given this free will as an entity of being on the planet. Again, when you watch yourself, you are. If you don't watch yourself, you don't exist as an entity, just as an idea. So, when you don't watch yourself, you're rejecting and therefore living in the state of duality. When you watch yourself, you're in unity and therefore in your heart. And that's such an interesting thing that us human beings with these big brains in our, in our craniums do, is because in the animal kingdom, there aren't really animals that don't want themselves. They want their own existence. They're striving for their own existence perpetually. But then in humanity, we end up judging ourselves, thinking we're not good enough, thinking we don't deserve things, you know, thinking that we do deserve the bad things, the quote, bad things that happen to us. And that's such an interesting game that we play as human beings. I, I, th I, th yeah, I think you're right. It is an interesting game, but I think it's an unnecessary game in the game of evolution. Because that's how we grow, it's how we come. Let's say that we have lifetimes or a lifetime, it doesn't matter. But in this lifetime, let's say that you learn to love yourself, watch yourself, and therefore that becomes the message you example. Not, it's not the language, but it's the message you example. And then all of a sudden your children will be affected. So the point is that we've come a long way. Even in my lifetime, we've come a long way. Yes. Our perspectives have changed. We've evolved. We're seeing the world differently because of technology. And we're interacting in the world very, very differently, just like we're doing now with the world you know, on stage. So the moment I change my perspective towards myself, then because I want myself, I trust myself. The moment I trust myself, I have faith and I can trust others and I can trust my children. It's like I say to mothers, do you worry about your children? And they say, 99.9% they'll say yes. I say, that's a shame. And they'll ask me, what do you mean? Why is that a shame? Because you don't trust your child. So what you're doing is you're infusing your child with doubt, not yeah. trust. Yeah. So we have these options. We can change our perspectives. We can change our view. And we can change the way we interact with the field. And as we do, the world changes. Not that it needs to be changes, but our world changes. And that's what everybody wants, right? Yeah. For the world to change. That's the same thing that keeps people chasing after the carrot on the stick. The idea of change without actually putting in the background work that's required. Yes. Because they think that the new purchase or the new fad diet or the new fashion is going to make the change this, from within. But it doesn't. No, it doesn't. But this is also evolving. We know that because we've been in this field of personal transformation for a while. We know that a lot of the teachers and the coaches are teaching you to become responsible. They're teaching you the sort of the art of, of, of uh, compounding. It's like all of your actions will compound and they'll fall over you, whether they're negative or positive. So it's like, you know, I, I, there's a client of mine that is very, very prosperous in all ways. And when I'm looking at his background, he's been compounding interest everywhere he's been, through his education, through his relationships, through his managing of his money. And, and at this time in his life, it's flowering, blooming, and he's really enjoying prosperity. And prosperity doesn't mean money. It no. means you allow yourself to be the way you are and you enjoy yourself. That's what prosperity is. And I think we're learning and I, I, I want to, my message is always positive. It's like you have two different types of people. You have the people that can tell you what they want and then you have the people that can tell you what they don't want. But if everything that you devote your awareness to will go and expand, 
And when you think about what you don't want, you're wanting it. Yeah. So, and at least, you know, that is, that I like to think that's a starting point. Mm -hmm. If you don't even know what you want, yes. you can start with what you don't want, and then that'll help you get there. It'll help you refine it into something that you do want. I'm, don't spend too much time now. I'm going to complicate that. Just <laughs> you want to complicate it's a slippery it. slope, yeah. So you will never be able to identify what you want, truly want, until you want yourself. Until you want yourself. Yes. So you can think about what you want, you can want to want, but until you want yourself, you really truly don't know what you want. Right. It'll be all kind of like pre-programmed, external, it's all, all of that it's stuff all motivated, start to come it's in, all, right, all, with fear-based. Fear-based, and right. it's all the illusion that once I get what I think I want, then I'll be good enough, and then I'm going to want myself. Right, it's like the more I want myself, the more I'm like, I think I just want to live in the woods and like be with me. Yeah, the more I want myself, the more I don't want anything else. I don't want anything. I'm like, I don't want anything. Hang on, hang on, hang on. We're going yeah, too yeah. fast. You said need, which is true. Want is something different. So, what, what's interesting about this whole process of the dialogue is that we are creators and we can be conscious creators. Or we can be unconscious creators, calamities. Mm. Wow. And, and the point of this is that if we are operating out of scarcity, then we are continuously going to create scarcity. It doesn't matter how it looks like, whether it's got a lot of money attached to it, it's still going to be scarcity because you won't be able to enjoy yourself. Right. So when you truly watch yourself, you enjoy yourself. And here's the ultimate trick. The ultimate trick is to watch yourself when you don't watch yourself. <laughs> oh wow there's a challenge for everybody out there can yeah. you want yourself when you don't <laughs> well that means that there's a level of presence going on you realize that you're a human being you have emotions you may be tired you may be worn out you may be sad you may be you know heartbroken but if you watch yourself you're there with you you're not abandoning yes. yourself or rejecting yourself or being human and that's the beauty Wanting yourself when you don't. Well, and there's a saying that, uh, you know, children need love the most when they deserve it the least. So it's yes. like when we are tired or hungry or angry mm. or sad or, you know, just like really messy, it is, that's when we need it the most. It's very well put because it's the space you give them, the faith you apply, you trust them and you give them the space to have an expression, to have a hissy fit, to do whatever they do. And if you do, you suck the air out of it and they immediately surrender to the moment and, and, and just let go of it. Yep. You know, we know that. We, yeah. And if we have <laughs> space, if we give ourselves space to be ordinary or tired or afraid, mm -hmm. then immediately that sort of is metabolized. Again, I said the word fear. I love fear and I love not being afraid of being afraid because it's a, such a powerful emotion and if you are afraid of being afraid you're a coward but if you can actually enjoy being afraid of being afraid yes. then you have you're, 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 you're courageous yeah and totally. that's a great motivator when it's used in that when it's framed in that context absolutely because I'm afraid all the time yeah I'm not petrified I'm not I'm not paralyzed by it but I'm, I'm a human being and there's fear yeah. You know? Wow, so, I'm feeling uh, fear right now. 
<laughs> to name it, no, well, yes. no, not right now, but before we went on, sure. But yeah. no, to name yeah. it is yeah. is really empowering as well. Yes, yes. And the fact that energy is just energy, and we put the labels of good or bad on it, and yes. so we tend to put the label of negative or bad on fear, but it can actually be really healthy, because fear is the same thing that kept us alive for millennia. This is the same thing that has kept the human race surviving on this planet. Fear is passion, just like love is. Hmm. And it's a constricted passion versus an expanded passion. And uh, it's a completely valid, necessary emotion, and it should be embraced. And the moment you do, it pacifies. Yeah. So, and there are other Beautiful. aspects of fear as well, just like there are of love, right? We talk about how there's so many terms of love, and one of the aspects of fear is this like Kabbalistic pachad, like this fear of God, like the fear of yes. the mm. Great Almighty, um, reverence, awe. That is also a word of fear and a form of fear that we mm. can use and embody. Mm -hmm. Yes. Wow. Wow. This is so exciting. And it just, the ideas flow so fast and so hot and heavy. Good thing has so much information to share. And, you know, we really love bringing this kind of information to you and connecting you with these experts from around the world. So I highly recommend you to check out Presence is Power by Gudni Gunnarsson. It's um, an amazing book, and we really love it in our household. Mm -hmm. And there's a workbook that goes along with that. Goodney, could you tell people how to get in touch with you and hear more about your teachings? Um, Goodney's also the founder of Rope Yoga, which mm -hmm. we are here at his studio. Which is where? Say where we are. Garlabayish. Garlabayish <laughs> is, a, is a, a, a town of 15,000 beautiful people in Iceland, south of Iceland. And we're about, oh, 15 minutes from downtown Reykjavik, yes? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, the most. So, yeah, how can people get in touch with you? And the, either for a private session, if they happen to be in Iceland, or follow your travels and see where to meet with you, etc. The best way would be the websites, glowmotion.com or presenceispower.com. And glow with, without a W, so it's G-L-O, like Icelandic, and then motion. Um, Facebook, obviously. And uh, I do I do a lot of different work. I do sessions and Skype work and uh, lectures and workshops. And, and you travel to the States sometimes? You were just in LA? I do, I do. And so. I will be traveling quite a bit more to the States in the next year. We're just getting ready to embark on a sort of a teacher training trail, mm -hmm. uh, looking for valid glow motion teachers to bring the light to the rest of the world through themselves, obviously. I'm so thankful to be with you. Uh, being in this man's presence is super grounding because he is an individual that does want himself, and it's um, it, it's a it's a particular feeling. It's almost without words about how it feels to be around you because you've cultivated this this practice of wanting yourself. Thank you. And you know, there's a lot of people that have a lot of things to say out there these days. The, the self-help industry is really growing, and the personal empowerment industry is really growing, and a lot of people have messages to share. But as soon as you're in Goodney's presence, this is somebody who walks and talks together. So he really walks his talk, and uh, you can tell that he's a living example of the things that he has to teach. So thank you. Uh, let this radiate out to all of you and continue to glow and shine. Take a moment to reflect on your level of responsibility. Do you love? Do you want yourself? How can you increase that energy in your life? And um, reach out to us, ecstaticexistence at gmail.com. If you have any questions about the show, you want to connect with us further about anything. Uh, I'm Daniel Alcian. You can get a hold of me at daniel at ecstaticexistence.com. And also check out the Ecstatic Existence Facebook page. I'm on Instagram, etc., etc. Yeah.
Yeah. And I'm Rachel Alsey, and I'd love to be of support to you as well. Um, we've been having an amazing journey here through Iceland, and so um, come follow those travels. And uh, I think Facebook is the best way to get a hold of me. My website, I, <laughs> uh, it's not super up to date. So um, things are shifting and changing so fast. So yeah, reach out through um, Facebook as well as Instagram. I am here for you. Yeah, this video is going to come out on the Ecstatic Existence YouTube channel. That's another way to find us. And then the audio portion will come out on the podcast. The Ecstatic Existence podcast you can check out on iTunes, Podomatic, Stitcher, wherever you find your podcasts. We love you. We look forward to continuing to bring you more interviews like this. Thank you so much, Good Name. Thank my, you. My, my pleasure. My pleasure. All the best, everybody. We love you. yourself means loving yourself meaning that you are in your heart and no longer in your head 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 heart